It's working? Yeah. <clears throat> Pastor Jeremy said if I turn my head, you won't be able to hear me. Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right, we're good. And I mean, this massive of a head, it's like, you know, almost the world turning. So great. Uh, before we get started, uh, people have asked me various questions about uh, what I'm going to address today. Um, also, just uh, so. So, uh, also, just uh, this slide. Up, up, this slide that's going to be popping up here is also just a reminder for me, uh, as I possibly ad lib through uh, the next several minutes. So, I'm not going to read these uh, things out loud, but if the yeah, if uh, they can just put them on the screen, and we just read through these silently, because I'm going to do that. Just a good reminder for me. So. Uh, just maybe put them on, 10 seconds. Be good. Yeah. All right, sounds good. All right. So um, I was trying to come up with a message that does two things. Um, a, uh, a scripture that shows our motivation at the state training school. Uh, as well as touches on some theology that uh, I'm pretty passionate about. Uh, I thought about Ephesians 2. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're only going to read um, just the first seven verses because Mark did an excellent job uh, going through uh, verses 8 through 10. Uh, by the way, Mark, I think you're hilarious. So uh, I wouldn't change a thing about the way you preach or when you come up here. Personally, that's my vote. No offense, Linda, but I mean, I think you can be a stand-up comedian. Uh, so let me read it. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and stand. Ephesians 2, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 7. Uh, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, uh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and whereby nat nature's children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Let me go ahead and uh, pray first again. God, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for who you are. And most importantly, I want to thank you for Jesus Christ and uh, what he did on the cross, God. May we just always be in thankfulness and in awe of the fact that you, uh, you sent your son uh, to uh, die for us um, and to forgive us of our sins. God, it's not because we're so great people. It's because of your holiness and your grace that uh, we get to rejoice in that fact. Uh, God, I want to just uh, pray for uh, just... For me, as I preach your word, God, that you give me uh, clarity of thought, and I just pray for uh, just just our students at the 
state training school as well, that they can be open uh, to what uh, your, your son did for them on the cross. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, you can take a seat. I never got to do that before. That's telling people what to do. That's not my thing. All right, um, so uh, while it's up, uh, I want to draw your attention to that phrase, but God, right? Oh, sorry, the one behind it still. Sorry. Uh, but God, so, um, yeah, um, there was a preacher by the name of Martin Lloyd-Jones who, um, who preached these two words. Uh, I, can't, I can't do it justice. He, he did it great. It's free online. Uh, it's one of those stick with me. There's about like three or four different sermons that like I think about uh, throughout my week, I think. You know, like sometimes we, we like watch movies or, or you know, like we, we, see, we hear from Pastor Jeremy and then like kind of those words kind of resonate. Uh, that just just been resonating in my mind uh, as, I, uh, as I got to uh, list uh, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones preach. Uh, so uh, the, the title of the sermon, if you want to look it up, is called But God. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones got me motivated to study uh, where these words appear in Scripture. Uh, they occur well over 100 times, so I'm not going to go through uh, every single one because that would take us forever. Uh, but uh, I have highlighted about about five of them, and uh, we'll take a look at them together. So, yeah, the term but God in the Bible, again. So, next slide. All right, Noah, it said, uh, just talks about uh, how God was going to wipe away the earth, and then it says, but God remembered Noah and his family. Uh, next one is uh, part of the Red Sea. Uh, so, when Moses was obviously leading uh, the Israel to the promised land, uh, they were going to go a certain way, going around the Red Sea, but, and then it says, but God wanted them to go through this way, and uh, it saved them all. Well, it didn't save them time, because they were roaming around 40 years before, you know, but still. Uh, next one, uh, King Saul was going to go after David, because let's be honest, like, Saul was jealous of David, but God saved David, uh, his physical, uh, he got a physical salvation there. And then, uh, by God, shows up um, uh, just that uh, in Romans 5.8, uh, his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then uh, God chooses the foolish uh, to save the wise. So uh, as we can see, that uh, every t- basically every time it pops up, it's God's correction and salvation. So it's a really cool study that he motivated me to say, hey, like, I can go on Google and just type in, quote, but God, and just see where all this stuff goes. And it's really neat to see God's correction in that. Um, we're already second page. We're flying. Uh, so, uh, yeah, when I took Greek uh, and, Bible, uh, uh, and Bible study courses, uh, my least favorite thing to do was diagram sentences. Pastor Jeremy, you agree? Where's Nick? Nick, where are you? Did you like diagramming sentences? Oh, okay. Chad, did you like diagramming sentences? Oh, see. <laughs> Just me. Okay, that's fine. So, but luckily, I married a teacher. And she wrote this part. Who's amazingly beautiful, talented, uh, smart, and so patient. Good job. Uh, so, uh, 
Uh, I've highlighted them here. Um, what I like about that is, <coughs> I think Paul is speaking the way I want to speak, you know? Like, so the highlighted portion and the but God part, right, are his independent clauses, right, Janet? All right, independent clauses. So basically, this is the kind of, if you strive it to bare bones, this is his message in these, in uh, the bare bones, this is his uh, message in all of this. Not that everything's not important, obviously it's God's word, but like the main themes of what he wants to get across is, and you were dead, but God made us alive and raised us up with him and seated, uh, and seated us with him. So everything else there is great theology and um, all like prepositional phrases and subordinate clauses, right? So this is his main thought. Um, I'm going off my script again. Uh, so yeah, uh, what I wanted to focus on is those independent clauses. The rest are subordinate. Yeah, yeah, I said that already. Uh, so God was correcting us, right? We were going down a bad path, uh, as, as we just read. Uh, and uh, because of that, we were made alive and are seated with him. So we understand that uh, the gospel gives us some benefits, right? As well as some roles and responsibilities. So we'll go to the next slide. And this is not an all-comprehensive, uh, what the gospel gives us as believers. Uh, again, if I try to lay out everything, one, I don't think I could, because there's so much. So, but then I just wanted to, like, specifically when I transition into talking about, like, uh, state training school stuff, uh, specific um, to uh, my, me and Randy's job. So we have benefits, and then we have roles and responsibilities. Um, one thing is, obviously, we just read is, um, is yeah, salvation, right? It says right there, gives us uh, death to life. Um, next thing is that we are uh, messengers. So not only did, did God say, hey, I'm wanting to save you, right? He wanted to say, hey, like, actually, I'll just read the, read the passage there. Matthew 28, 19, 20, the Great Commission. Uh, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. Uh, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we have that because we're saved now that we have the responsibility to be messengers, right? That, that we all have a sense to be evangelists um, um, to uh, our neighbors, friends, uh, strangers, everybody. Um, one, uh, and also, did I do restore a little issue? Yep. Restored relationship with, uh, with God. Ephesians 2.16 says, And might recon reconcile us both to God in, wadi, in so one body through the cross, thereby killing hostility, right? So now we, we had this rip relationship because of sin, but because of the cross, now, that, now we can call God our Father, um, which is amazing because not many people get to do that, can say, hey, like, yeah, my dad is God. That's something amazing. Uh, also, responsibility is uh, we are now in, uh, in uh, spiritual warfare, or we have spiritual battles now, Ephesians 6, 12. Uh, for we do not wrestle against flesh and uh, blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against uh, the cosmic powers over 
this present darkness uh, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And Randy talked about this a little bit in Sunday in the school, Sunday school hour, but right now our policy has changed to where we have to jump through hoops in order for us to talk to kids about the gospel of Christ or, and get volunteers to come in to talk to kids about uh, who Jesus Christ is in their life. Um, and this has just happened in the last less than a year. Um, even while we're running Alpha, hey, like, we have to, we have to now, ooh, is this being recorded? All right, it's all right. Um, so yeah, um, basically, we, we have to jump through hoops. We have to fingerprint everyone and FBI background checks, and that could take several weeks. We actually get our volunteers in, our Bible study leaders, our, our one-on-one mentors. And now, now, we, now we have to take a lot of time and, and, and stop what we're doing just so that we can make sure that, uh, that these kids can uh, know who Christ is. Um, so, uh, and, and we've been going about this for now about a year. Um, no, we're not wrestling against flesh and bone. Uh, we, we have people that are at the training school who are decision makers that are enforcing policies that even in their heart know it's wrong. Uh, we, have, we have people that are uh, decision makers that actually are, like, uh, are saved believers that attend and, and worship at churches and serve at their churches that, make, that, that have these policies. So I know it's not our administration, and maybe a little bit it's our administration, but more or less it's these policies. There's something else going on, and we've, we felt this um, more now than ever in the last year. Um, so uh, another thing uh, is that we are now enemies of the world, right? So James 4.4, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy with, of God. So we have, we have a new enemy. Once we were friends, right, like with this world, as it says in like the first uh, three verses in uh, Ephesians 2, we were, we were disobedient. We were, we were these, these type of people. We had friendship with the world. Now that we're saved, we no longer have that. And stuff, especially as teenagers with your, well, and I consider myself a young adult at 37 now, right? I consider me and Nick still our, uh, our like, uh, cohorts. But, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, like, smartphones and, and just social media and YouTube, although those could be good things, right? But, like, they could also be terrible things. Um, yeah, like, that's, that's not our enemy. Even though, like, man, our smartphones and TVs make it look like, man, that's the life I want to live. Um, I think a big thing, too, is music. Uh, our, our, our students listen to some pretty rough music um, that glorifies uh, having as many girlfriends as you want, um, uh, like what car are you driving, how big is your house, how much money do you have in your back pocket, different things like that. And... Uh, if you don't know that something's trying to change you, then it has more effect, right? If you don't know something's trying to manipulate you, then it's easier to be manipulated. So, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's kind of the enemies that we're going up against. Um, 
And the thing I want to hone, on, hone in on is um, our community with believers. Uh, Matthew 16, 18 says this, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, or Hades, shall not prevail against it. Now this is only promised, right, to the church. This isn't promised to, uh, I think I've said this before, but like it's something I'm passionate about. It's not promised to Youth for Christ or Under Armour, but <laughs> Youth for Christ as well. It's not promised to, it's not promised to, uh, uh, like, uh, Lighthouse? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not. Uh, it's also not promised to uh, reach global, right? It's promised to the church. And um, just, just want to talk about that is that, like, this church has been so great to me and my wife and the kids that we had, uh, in, in foster parenting. I could think about, like, for instance, uh, our pastors, um, Jeremy and Nick, they were so instrumental in me becoming a, fa- a foster uh, parent. Um, just talking through hardship. Those of you who have teenagers, whew, I had a teenager for about, le- about less than two years, and I was tired all the time. So, but uh, Pastor Jeremy helped me, coached, this, coached me through that, and then uh, Nick was a very vital part of his life as well while he was living here, going frisbee golfing, hanging out with him, um, being a part of th- those of you who are in youth group with him. That, I mean, you really influenced his life. Unfortunately, you weren't able to see that in his day-to-day life. But this church has been amazing in that. Also, we had another little guy, uh, age of eight, and he was going to Iwana. And the staffers just kind of like, put their arms around him and did an amazing job with him. And, and he started opening up to different spiritual things. And uh, just, just uh, all the different people just saying hi and being friendly to him. Like, that, that it really hurt him to leave, not only because of me and my wife, but because of the community that he had. Um, I, w- I would think about professionally even, like in my job at YFC. Like, I could have gone down the line to every single person that's ever done a Bible study, Alpha, um, helped with building projects, things like that. It would take too long for them. How much the church helped us out in that. Like, I don't go, go pad to my workspace without ever thinking about this person or that person. Again, like, I want to say, like, even, even in my personal life, like, when something went wrong, like this week, something went wrong with my garage, I knew exactly who to call. Ryan Barrick. And he got it fixed in less than 45 minutes. Uh, easy plug there if you uh, have a garage door that's not working. Call Ryan Barrick. But also, like, I've had different things uh, around my house that w- wasn't working. And, like, I probably can do a little bit of plumbing because that's just water. I get wet. But electric and gas? Yikes. That's my life, you know? So, but then, like, Mike Van Voorst came over and assured me, yep, this is the right thing to do. This is the right way to do it. So, like, this church has been a great community, and, like, like I know that th- what a community can do uh, for a believer. Imagine if somebody's questioning and trying to wrestle through Scripture, trying to wrestle whether, they're a God, whether there's a God or not. Think about how I just thought about, man, this community would thrive in that, like, sh- shaking his hand, his or her hand, um, um, pastor, like shaking, shaking everyone's hand, um, and just those of you guys who are a little bit more extroverted, will like go up there talking to them, give them, 
uh, knowing their name, things like that. Um, yeah, I just appreciate this church so much. Actually, uh, today we are going to try to schedule uh, an appreciation meal, but unfortunately it didn't work out. But at some point we are going to do an appreciation meal for uh, those who have uh, volunteered. Um, so that's the story I get to send, and that's the, the message I get to take with me, not only the gospel, but hey, like, I know that my community has helped me so well. It would benefit everyone if they found a church and they found a mentor. Um, so story time. Uh, I changed his kid's name because actually some of you have met him. Uh, story of Mario. Um, so uh, he came into the training school before I was there. It was actually uh, Chad Fincham was one of the chaplains as well as a guy that's still today, here today uh, working part-time named Ron Gruber. So this guy, Mario, he comes in, and he's just, he's not easy to get along with. Uh, Dad's locked up in penitentiary. Mom's not so, not so great. Um, and uh, he was all about that gang life. Um, so much so that uh, because of his community, which is the gang life, he uh, made a choice that ended somebody else's life. And he came to the training school, and he was going to be there for a while, and what we call uh, youthful offenders, meaning that they're, they're waiting until reaching their adults, um, their adult almost sentencing, for lack of a better word. Um, anyway, uh, he wanted to do anything with, with chaplaincy, anything with Christianity. He just wanted to do his time, get out, and, and behave himself enough to where he didn't have to face those uh, adult uh, that. The, the adult time, basically. But through meeting with Chad and Ron um, and building that relationship, he came to know Christ. Not only that, he flourished. He became even a messenger of that. Um, also, being one of our leaders in Alpha. Uh, and, and then even more than that, he was taking Bible college classes while being, uh, while being at the training school. He would, how I don't know that, I came in and he would do his homework and I would, um, yeah, I would scan his homework and make sure he has it electronically as well. So he was doing his homework. He's doing great. Fast forward, um, he, what we call his discharge. So essentially he completed his program. There's nothing left for him. His juvenile court officer and his judge agreed. There's nothing left for him to do. He needs to get out and go independent, into independent living. And then so we make uh, the sure they did the due diligence. Do Diligence, right? He got uh, in. He got uh, in touch with a mentor, and uh, after he got out, he was meeting with his mentor quite regularly. And then, and then uh, his mentor took him to church, and I got to meet with him after he discharged. And he said, "Oh yeah, I love my mentor. This is great. Like he really felt like he was growing, and different things like that." And I, and I was like, "Man, that was wonderful." When I met with him, that was 2019. What happened in 2020? COVID, right? And more importantly, more than COVID, is that uh, there was a policy in place that you can't be around each other, or, and you have to six, six feet, right? So um, most churches went to online, including, I, I, and for a little bit, including our church, right? And I think our, our pastors even would say, like, that's not really church. Listening to Pastor Jeremy on a screen isn't really church, right? This is church. When we go out and we fellowship with each other, that's church, right? Community. 
um, he launched his community and, uh, and found a new community. And from that, uh, his community uh, influenced him to make bad decisions and now he's locked up in penitentiary. Um, so, um, so that's the bad news, but the good news is that Mario is still, I mean, I believe that, uh, that you can't take anyone out of Christ's hand and Christ is in God's hand, right? So his story's not done yet. His, um, he who began a good work in you, right? In Philippians 1.6, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you uh, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. His story's not done yet, right? But unfortunately, he's facing all his adult charges now. Um, so, uh, before, I'm wrapping up here soon. So, here's some uh, challenges or some applications you can uh, get to. So, what can you do, right? Number one is uh, you can volunteer. If this, if this is in your heart, I don't want anyone to feel like you're pressured to volunteer. Hey, like there's a need, you're not feeling, you're not feeling this need, shame on you. That's not what I'm here for. If you're gifted in that sense, and if the Holy Spirit's stuck in your heart, please uh, talk to me and Randy. We'll be in the back for a little bit. Um, yeah, just wanting to, uh, wanting to know if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, ideas, whatever the case may be. Uh, we'll be back there. Uh, the other one is, all right, well, I'm not called to that. Maybe I can give a little bit. Um, and like, just to be a part of this, to be part of our missions partners, if you want to do that, if you felt so led. Again, this is not me saying, hey, like, hey, we're in a deficit. We need yada, yada, yada. I don't, like, if the, again, if, I don't want to quench anything that the Holy Spirit's bringing you to, but uh, I'm just saying these are, the, these are the challenges that we face, the applications that you can bring with. And um, basically the most important one is I believe every, everyone can do this because the ones that can't are in the nursery. So the last one is pray. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, it takes, so I, I was told by somebody that doesn't have a degree in any psychology uh, and that probably just looked this up on the internet so you know it's going to be good. That takes 21 days <clears throat> for you to uh, uh, build a uh, build a habit. Thank you, whoever said that. Ad-libbing, man. It's tough. So 21 days. So we've actually gone uh, through this month praying about this building expansion, right? So if you've done it every day, you're already on this repetition. You're already on this habit. <clears throat> so not just for us, right? Because we have, we have other missionaries that we need to pray for, other missions partners that we need to pray for. Maybe after these 30 days, I don't, you can start praying for uh, our, your, our ministry partners as well. Because uh, we need the prayer just as much as, uh, as anyone else. Um, and also, uh, Randy wanted me to mention that there is a prayer sign-up in the back. It's just for uh, us that work with juveniles. You get one once every Tuesday uh, via email, and, and uh, that way you can just learn how to pray for us. Uh, we're going to end a little bit early, and I kind of wanted to do that, that my main focus here was community, and that church isn't just a place where you sing songs and hear from somebody talk about the Bible. Not that that's not important, but 
it's community. So I kind of thought there's other stuff I want to talk about, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I want to commune with you guys, and I want us to commune with each other. So let me pray for us, and then, uh, and then uh, I think the worship team's going to come up. Let's pray. Uh, God, I want to thank you for uh, this community that you've given to us. And God, um, I want to just uh, pray for all of us uh, under my voice, God, that if there's somebody calling somebody to take action, maybe it's not through our, uh, partnering with our ministry, but uh, maybe starting their own. Maybe uh, it's, it's just uh, opening uh, their hearts and minds to what you have in store for them. Uh, God, I just want to pray for those people right now and open their hearts and minds to what you have in store. Uh, God, I want to, again, just thank you for this church, um, how much it's been a blessing to me, and I pray that uh, you continue to help us, bless us, encourage us, and may we uh, take, not only change ourselves uh, by your word, God, but that you help us as well uh, give your message of the gospel out. We love you. God, I ask you that you help us love you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're able, please stand.